Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa, and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christlikeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today, we are continuing on with Steve in his, actually, go ahead and <laughs> It's describe. normally what we say gospel scenes, but this right. one kind of jumps out of the gospel because there are some words here from, from Jesus, right? This mm-hmm. is, this is we're jumping all the way out to Revelation and, and just the reality that, uh, that Jesus is actually coming back. Like he's oh, said it news, a yes. few times and mm-hmm. it is very good news. Mm-hmm. And so want to kind of unpack that. But the first question is, um, if you knew you only had a few seconds to live, okay, what would be your last words? Is there people with me? Yeah. So let's say I'm there or our family's there or whatever. Well, it would be what very would be different. Last words? Like, are you going to say like where you buried the treasure or what? no, I didn't do it or... Yes, if, I'm guilty. Why, why do I only have... Do I know, I know. why I have a couple seconds left to live? Because then you only have a little bit to say. Okay, but it depends on the circumstance. <laughs> this is... I need more information. I know you need I more I probably would just lay down and wait to die. I don't think that I would have any words to say. <laughs> I, I would you just say be praying. That she says that all the time, <laughs> that she will just lay down to die. The, the <laughs> idea here, though, is... Or the reality is lots of people come to the end of their life and they have kind of sometimes uh, moments where they, they, in those last seconds they say something or they ask a question or okay. they, they kind of reveal Kind of like if you're being hung, things. do you have any last words? Yeah, the, that kind of idea. And hmm. so some of these things have been recorded. So, okay. uh, you know, in the finality of life, some people say some things like P.T. Barnum. Oh. Uh, yeah. Died in 1891. You want to know what his last words were? How were the receipts at Madison Square Garden? What? Why? That's weird. He wanted to know how many tickets got sold to the show. Right to the very last thing. No. It wasn't like I love you all goodbye. It was how did the how did the tickets? How go? how did he die? Was he sick? No, no, that's not important. To oh, the I'm question. just curious though. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna say a few of these, and you're gonna ask how did they all die? And I do. I, I, I need don't to actually know. know. I don't have oh. any of that information. I just well, have I think the, it makes a difference. If you don't know you're dying. Elizabeth then... the first, okay. Queen of England, died yes. in 1603. Mm-hmm. And you know what she said at her last moment? I have no idea. All of my possessions for a moment more of time. She was bartering for more time. She didn't want to die. Right? Interesting. Well, she did quite a bit um, for like women. Joan Crawford, the actress who died in 1977. Yep. Don't you dare ask God to help me. Interesting. So, so she's angry not with God in right to the when end. We go to heaven. <laughs> Thomas Edison, the inventor of the light bulb, died in 1931, hmm. or the perfecter of the light bulb. Okay. His last words were, "It's very beautiful over there." Interesting. So, don't know what he was seeing, but it's beautiful. Edgar Allan Poe, the writer, died in 1849. Lord, help my poor soul. Hmm. Those are his last words. Uh, George Washington, the U.S. president, died in 1799. I die hard, but I'm not afraid to go. Interesting. I like those. I like that. And then... I don't know how he died. uh, I don't know either. Hmm. Leonardo Leonardo da Vinci uh, died in 1519. Okay. I have offended God and mankind because my work did not reach the quality it should have. I don't. I don't think that's accurate. But and then he died. That's a sad. It sad is. Moment. It is. It's very sad. And so you start to realize what are the last words that we would say to Jesus? Or, say to or Jesus. Say, say in our, oh. before we die. Hmm. 
and people think about you know as we get there are would the last words be about jesus would you oh, would you I'm say coming anything? home that, i'm coming and, <laughs> and this is kind of you know in a very roundabout way uh as we go to revelation chapter 22 it's kind of like the last words that jesus gives us uh hmm. about the next time that we're going to hear his voice right hmm. so let's read revelation chapter 22 verses 12 and 13 Look, I am coming soon, and my reward is with me, to repay each person according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And then in some Bibles, that look uh, Mm -hmm. is behold. Yeah. And the idea there is not that you use your eyes, but that you use your ears. It's like a... Listen up, pay attention, right? (laughs) And the idea here is Jesus is saying, pay attention, I'm coming soon, Mm. right? Mm. And then he says, I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the first, the last. This idea that all of time is wrapped up in him and Jesus Mm. is coming back soon. And when he comes, he's going to hold all the world accountable for our lives. Yeah. Now there's two things that he's doing here. First is uh, salvation, right? Which is completely up to him through the sufficiency of the cross. Right. Right? So those that have uh, understood who Jesus is and trust in him for their salvation, that salvation is secured through him or not. If your salvation is secured, there's this idea that our Christian lives actually matter. And Jesus is coming to weigh all of that, to look at how things go, right? In verse 13, just read verse 13 again. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Right? There's nothing that goes before or after Jesus. And this is the right that he has to judge the world because Mm. everything is inside of his sphere. Right. Right? There's nothing unknown for him. And so his, his right to judge is wrapped up in all of that. So we have this reality that Jesus says, I'm coming back. And when he comes back, there has to be a purpose to it. Right. And the purpose is what has been laid out all throughout Scripture is that first, uh, the the saved and unsaved are separated. Okay. And then the saved are judged. Judged for the way we live our lives. Like, did you care hmm. at all about the things that we were told we should be doing? Right? And so then we get to Revelation chapter 22, verses 14 and 15. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and they may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. Yeah. So this is the last blessing pronounced in the Bible. Blessed are those that wash their robes. So do your laundry, keep your clean, clean, clothes clean, right? No, that's not what it says. Blessed are those that wash their robes because they will get the tree of life. They get eternal life, right? So anybody who's washed their robes understands Jesus is saving them, is understanding like I am washed by the blood of Christ. Yeah. So our robes aren't washed white, they're washed red because of Christ's mm. blood, right? And because of that, there's eternity for us. And then you get this, it's kind of, kind of funny, because I okay. pick mine in sort of a random order as I go through the mm-hmm. through scriptures and stories and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and you go week by week with the Psalms, yeah. but the Psalm that we just had two days yeah. ago talks about the dogs in the street, yes. and then all of a sudden I here, mm-hmm. we're talking about the dogs yeah. that don't get to have eternal life, mm. right? Yeah. The dog is, is to show those of unpure mind, the unclean people, the people who embrace all of that uh, debauchery and evil and all those kinds of things. 
they can't worship. They don't get to enter in because at some point they have refused Jesus and his salvation and they have been separated. Right. And that's where you get to the reality that that hell is probably very, very real and very, very real for a lot of people. Probably. probably. Not probably. I was going to say, dude, are you allowing doubt here? Because I hear a little bit of doubt and I think we need to nip that right in the butt. No doubt at all. (laughs) So here is the, the... the, the truth that we all have to wrestle with, and that is, apart from Jesus, you don't have the tree of life. You mm. don't get to worship. You mm. are not part of that eternal story there, mm. which means you are part of a different eternal story, which the only one we have is separate from God, apart from him for our eternity, right. uh, in torment, right? Mm-hmm. So we have that as the truth of what's going on eternally right. in this salvation journey, right? So then we get to Revelation chapter 22, verse 16. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to attest these things to you for the churches. I am the root and descendant of David, the bright morning star. Yeah, so the bright morning star. And if you were to lay out all the names that Jesus has, there's a whack of them, right? Yeah. He's called the Messiah, the chosen one, the Savior, God with us. Um, Everybody likes to say his name is Jesus Christ. But it's not. It's Jesus the Christ. Right, right. Uh, The Christ part is the role, the Messiah, the one who is going Mm. to save us. Jesus is the Messiah who will deliver his people, right? And so here, this idea of the bright morning star, this is the morning star is is the the star they looked for for guidance. Mm. So they were being led by it. This is the star that would bring the people to safety and the star that was what they looked for. And so Jesus is that bright morning star. And we have the reality of the fact that he is coming back. Yeah. He is gathering up his followers, the ones who believe in him for salvation, the ones who have washed their robes, Mm -hmm. who are not with the dogs and the unpure outside, but are rather following close to the star that is, is him, right? And then we get to verse 17. 22, 17. I was like, wait, I already read that. Both (laughs) the spirit and the bride say, come, let anyone who hears say, come, let the one who is thirsty come, let the one who desires Take the water of life freely. Yeah. So this is the response to Jesus coming back, right? We are to return. Now, you have to understand. So it says, let the, let the bride come, right? Yeah. Is that what it says? It doesn't say anything about the groom, right? Let the spirit, both the spirit and the bride say, come. Yeah. Let anyone who hears. Because Jesus is the groom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so in a Jewish wedding, the groom and the best man. So if you... If you don't do this as a wedding, maybe think about it. You're like you want to switch some stuff up. Think about whether or not this would work. Switch In a up. Jewish wedding, the groom and the best man get ready, and then whenever they're ready to go, okay, they go to the bride's house and get her. Oh yes, I did know that. And then they, do they go, do that still. And then they go get married. I wonder. Um, this is the idea. This is why the bridegroom stuff doesn't make sense to us in Scripture. That's because right. we think we all have to go to the wedding at the hall we or the church or wherever you're going to go. And everybody comes out at a mm-hmm. prescribed time and away we go. No, the bride is supposed to be waiting at home ready to go mm-hmm. because she doesn't know when the groom is coming. Oh, that's weird. They, that would cl- be they weird. didn't have clocks. How but would she would you know, know the day, no? Well, yeah, the day, okay, but yeah. you wouldn't know the time. That'd be weird. I'd be so stressed. Yeah, what if he stop, comes and I'm not ready? But stop and think <laughs> about that. What does Jesus say? Yeah. No one knows the time. Be ready. Or the hour. Always be ready. Right? Be ready. 
That's a lot. Because the groom <laughs> is coming for his bride. Yeah, yeah. And when you get there, if you want to be married to him, you better be ready. Or reality is you're getting married in whatever you're wearing at that moment. Also you, you've got the stuff ready sometimes. to go, right? Yeah, yeah. And so the yeah, John's response as he writes this out to Jesus' words of the blessing and the fact that he's coming back is that we're to be ready. The bride is to be ready, so mm-hmm. we need to be ready, right? Mm-hmm. There's a whole list there of this is what's going to happen. These are all the different versions of how things are going to come to be ready, but we need to, the church needs to, the followers of Christ need to be ready for that moment when he returns, right? Mm-hmm. And I always get weird looks when I when I do this at church, but I'm like, like, there's a generation of people in this world oh, yes. that won't die because yeah. one day Jesus is coming back. So I don't know how many people actually live in the world today, like eight and something billion it's a lot. people. But if Jesus comes back tomorrow, nobody else dies. Oh, yeah, that's true. In that moment, death is done. Yeah. Right? Because he defeated death. But then people will be separated, so there will be eternal torment yeah. for everybody in all history that has not figured out who Jesus is and received him as savior Mm -hmm. and everybody who has will spend eternity with him. So that's even worse than death, be knowing that you didn't actually die, but yet you still are separate. Yeah, that's fair. And that's why we need to be ready. Part of being ready is proclaiming the gospel, sharing Mm -hmm. our faith with people Mm -hmm. and making sure that everyone has an opportunity to make that decision on what are they going to do with the person of Jesus Christ. Right. Right, and what are they gonna? What are they gonna believe? Right. So then we end up at Revelation chapter twenty-two, verses eighteen and twenty. I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share of the tree of life and the holy city, which are written about this book. Hard words. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound hard when you read them, but when you look at today and how many people. Do exactly that, and we have to be so careful thing. that we don't do this. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, one of the first things that people want to take away is is hell. Hell, real. yeah. Uh, second thing is, would God really judge us? Yes. You telling me that my works matter? Like, hmm. there's actually some kind of function of living a good Christian life actually matters? Yes. Hmm. Jesus is the one that has all authority. Yes, and there's a lot of questions where people either take away or add to the story of the gospel, the story of scripture, the, the book but of Revelation the, or all of it, right? yeah, yeah. Genesis to the even to, those, to Revelation. Sorry, I'm just going to interrupt here. Even those, um, you know, those homes, you know, lots of people will call them like legalistic, very legalism yeah. uh, type things where you have this whole checklist of things that you have to do to be a right. Christian, but none of it is in the Bible. Yeah. Is that that would be adding? That'd be adding. Yeah, you got to. And add, if you, you raise do, your kids that way, you or you extra things, do that on yourself, that's still wrong. Right. Hmm. There's some. I mean, one that people do all the time. Right. People will say you're not saved unless you're baptized. Right. The Bible doesn't say that. Right. But people will say that. Yes. You're not saved unless you read the King James only Bible. Yeah. You're not saved unless you. I mean, you can go on. There's there's people that make all sorts of rules. Right. Like you're not saved if you do work on Sunday. 
You're not saved right. if you don't Sabbath. You're, you're not, not saved if you smoke a cigarette or yeah. you smoke anything. Yeah, yeah which the scripture you know, doesn't so people, talk about. People those will things. add, but then people will also take away. Like, okay, and this is generally the grace camp. Like oh, the grace camp. I can just do this and ask for forgiveness later. Oh, I see. Okay, well, hold on. That's not quite, well. That's not grace, but that's that's not quite what, what yeah. they're saying that God will give them grace, right? I like know that, but I'm mercy, just saying that's. But they're perverting it, right? They're yeah, taking yeah, yeah. it, making it. Wrong. They're watering it down. They're watering it down, or they'll they'll take things away. And and I mean, there's mm-hmm. one one person that does this uh, quite regularly. It starts out with good. Did God really say? Oh, yeah. Right? Satan will always yeah. try to do one of those two things. It's the add or take away or just mess it up. He does both mm-hmm. to everything. And then all of a sudden, everything is all twisted around and you don't know what's going on anymore and super confused in your own head. Yeah. And here, Jesus says, don't you dare. Yeah. Read it for what it is. And leave it there. Mm. That's all you were called to do, right? So Jesus can come back anytime. And the real question is, are you ready for him? Yeah. Right as you work out the the salvation and the discipleship and the sanctification that that transforming into Christ's image more and more and more every day as we mm. walk along in faith, the question becomes: Are you actually ready for Him to return? In any given moment in your day, if you would be, uh, I don't know, ashamed for Jesus to arrive on a horse in the sky at the sound of a trumpet with a host of angels behind Him. Mm then maybe don't do that thing. Yeah, maybe don't. Maybe just don't do that thing, right? If you uh, if you are living out life and there's moments where you're not sure of what you should do or you're not sure how you should act or what right. you should, li- like decisions that you have to make where you, you've got things that you've got to work through and you know that something is like contrary to what we're told in the Bible, <clears throat> don't do that, mm-hmm. right? But then there is also statements like when we went through all of our one another's yeah right how we're supposed to treat each other loving one another caring for one another not giving up gathering together um you know all of those kinds of things we actually need to make sure that we are doing those things right because we can't take away those and we can't you know add to the stuff that you know or reduce what we are supposed to do so that we don't do it and all of those things right Mm. we have to make sure that we are walking out in faith what Jesus has actually called us to walk out in faith in, and that is to become more and more and more like him. Hmm. Will we stumble and fall and fail? Yes. Do we get back up and ask for forgiveness and give it another go? Give it another try? Yes. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we're trying to be ready. We're trying to be ready in faith for Jesus to come back and get us. And there's mm-hmm. two ways that he can come back and get us. One is he actually arrives, as Revelation tells us, and gathers everyone up in the world. The other one is, in God's sovereignty, the end of your days comes and you die and you go to be with Jesus. Both ways end up in the same thing. Mm-hmm. So my encouragement today is to think and ponder on your, your life and what, how you've constructed and orientated your life and what are you doing. And the question becomes, are you preparing yourself to be ready for the moment when Jesus brings you home? Very good. Thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time. Till next time.